Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Well, hello, everybody. What a beautiful, beautiful day. God, the heat has subsided. And it has been amazing. I do want to say thank you for everybody who has sent thoughts and prayers for my grandfather. I posted that on social media earlier. He broke his foot last week or two weeks ago doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. And so he was getting that fixed today. I want to say thank you for all the thoughts and prayers to him He's going to need them, not just for the broken foot, but because my grandmother was telling him not to be chopping the tree limb down, and he did it anyways, and then wound up getting hurt. So, ruh-roh. All right, well, uh, I want to go ahead and get into today's episode. We have an interview lined up. The episode today is the 24th episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Thank you for tuning in, however you do it, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, one of the others, or by going to the home station of perception.fireside.fm. Please keep going to the show and sharing the show. If you're here, you're already listening, but there are those that are currently not, and they need to be. Today, we have a pretty, pretty good interview lined up. We have an interview lined up with an individual who is currently working on a campaign committee to elect an official to a local office, and I felt it was important to talk to somebody like that to see what drove them to want to help, what kind of helped them decide they had what it took to get involved, because here's the secret that a lot of people don't know. It doesn't take any kind of special secrets or any kind of training, any kind of schooling to be involved in local politics. Look at who is currently leading us everywhere. It doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take a lawyer. It doesn't take a doctor. It takes somebody with common sense that's willing to do the right thing for the community. Because for so long, we've had people in office not willing to do the right thing, that all you got to be is a person that has passion and has common sense and has a will to do the right thing for your community 
and the people who live in it. And so, over the next couple episodes, maybe the next month, month and a half, I'm going to be talking to different people and going over what got them involved, why they think it's important, and offering that up as examples to you to help maybe let you see that, hey, I could do this. I could be on a committee. I could go walk door to door on the weekends. I could make phone calls or help raise money or help at the golf outing. I can be involved. What really I'm trying to do is help you understand that, hey, I need to be registered to vote and I need to get my butt out to the polling place and vote in May and in November. Because November is rapidly approaching, folks, and we cannot have a showing like we had in May. You know, I was really, really, really hopeful going into the May election because in May of last year and in November of last year, we had good turnout in a lot of different places throughout Indiana. And I really thought that voter turnout was going to be even better in the 2019 primary, but it sucked. And a lot of people stayed home. I would like to think that my audience is smart enough to not do that. And I would like to think that by you all just being here, lets me know that you're the people that get out and vote. You were part of the small numbers. But if you weren't, wake up and get out to vote. And that's why people say sometimes that I sell myself at the beginning of this a little too long. And I've been trying to work on that. But I will tell you this. The reason that I push people to share the show, share perception.fireside.fm, is for the people that haven't heard this message. Because this is an important message. This is very important to get to folks. People need to hear the interview that I'm going to have here in just a few moments. People need to hear us talk about corruption and talk about how to fight against it. And they need to hear the little lessons that this show and other people offer. Because on the local level, there's nothing almost more important, there's nothing more important that you could do to affect the whole community. Your life will be better if the government in your area is better. That's just a fact. Your life will suck if the government is bad. If the government and the officials all suck, your life's going to suck. Now, I understand the apathy, and I understand the thought that it just doesn't matter, and I don't care, and... Blah! Because it's all sucked for so long. But it doesn't have to. And whether you're in Indianapolis or Evansville or Fort Wayne or Gary, or you're in Akron, Ohio, or you're in Newark, New Jersey, or Moorhead, Kentucky, 
or Bakersfield, California, you as a citizen of the United States have rights. You as a citizen of that very state have rights. And you as a citizen of the county, the town, the township, wherever you live, the village, you have rights. And it's your duty to stand up and try to affect your community in the most positive way possible. My mother is somebody who hated politics. And like a light bulb, ding, about a year ago, it clicked on and she started paying attention. She started having a problem with what she was hearing. And it didn't, she doesn't get anywhere as involved as I am. But she still knows what's right in her beliefs, what's wrong within her beliefs. And she still, I say, will go to the polling place this November more engaged and more informed than she has in the other 50-some years that she's been alive. And young people everywhere... If you're between the ages of 28 and 48, this is your time. This is our time. I fall in that category. And if you fall in that category, it's our time. You're going to let it pass you by. And so I offer up this episode, episode 24 as a case study, as an example to show you how you can go from not involved, not caring, to making a simple phone call, writing a letter, sending an email, and bang, you're involved. And that's all it takes. And it can be any level of involvedness. It can be less than what I am, It can be more than what I am. It can be somewhere in between. And you will feel better. And your community in the end will be better because of your involvement. And so in just a few moments, we're going to have a citizen from Muncie, Indiana, here talking with us and giving us her point of view on why she is now involved and talking a little bit about the process and her candidate and why this is important. So stay tuned. Right on the other side of this quick break, we're going to be talking to Mari Streetman and understanding why she's now involved and why it's important and why it should be important to you. Now we go on the record with a one-on-one interview designed to engage, entertain, or enrage you. Perception is reality. On the record. All right, we're back. Thanks for sticking around with us. We have a pretty good interview lined up for you all today. We're going to be talking with Mari Streetman, an individual who, in pretty quick order, went from somebody who really didn't think that what she said or did in politics mattered and only kind of passively took a look at what happened on the national level to somebody who now is not only supporting several candidates running for office in her community, 
But her and her family are on the campaign committee to elect Dan Reidenauer, who is the Republican candidate running for mayor of Muncie. And I want to talk with her about how that change happened and why it happened. Because as you all know, the premise and platform of this show, Perception is Reality, is to teach citizens the importance of getting involved, being involved, asking questions, understanding who's running for office, understanding who your current elected officials are, whether you're in a town, a city, or out in the county, having an understanding of what your government makeup is, holding your candidates and officials accountable, demanding transparency, and getting involved in bettering the government through your involvement. So, Mari, welcome to the show, and I just want to tell everybody that your candidate that you're currently working for, along with others, but the main candidate is Dan Reidenauer, Republican candidate for mayor of Muncie. Yes. Well, very good. I'm thankful that you were willing to talk with us, and I just wanted to kind of go through your story and offer that as an example to the listeners. First of all, thank you so much for having me on your show, Chris. I've only lived in the area for like a little under four years. I originally came from Northwest Indiana, uh, Valparaiso specifically. Okay, a um, region rat. Yes, which I didn't even know that was a thing until I came here. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what I'm called. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, that, back home, that nobody knows that's a thing. When I came here and we kind of realized this is where we're going to be, we came because my husband works for Menards and we moved with the company. Okay. So we realized we would be here for a little while and we love Muncie. So I started kind of investing my time and my energy in the place that I live. I hadn't really done that before. We had kind of moved around a lot. So, you know, anytime that we would land somewhere, we didn't really invest a lot of our time or energy because we didn't know how long we would be there, which is unfortunate because I feel like you should be able to love where you live and invest your time. So we we started doing that when we came to Muncie. I have a five-year-old daughter and I've, I've really just tried to look through the looking glass on, okay, what can I do to make it better when she gets bigger? Sure. You know, that kind of thing. I don't want to throw you off your thoughts, but if you don't mind me asking, what age bracket are you and your husband in? Well, I'm 33. Okay. So I'm in my 30s. So okay. My but basically, when I came here, I was like, okay, I've got fresh eyes on Muncie. A lot of people that lit have grew up here, you know, they either have a devout love for Muncie or they kind of have that, well, there's nothing here for me anymore. Kind of, you don't, they don't have that drive to make it any better. So it's one way or the other, it seems like. And for me, because I didn't grow up here, I see the good in it. You know, I, I see all the things that it has to offer still. And I go out and I find it every day. I'm like, there's so many things to do. I can't fit it all in a day, you know, and, and I'm like, I just love it. There's, and a lot of times you don't even need money. You're like, you can go out and walk trails. You can, you know, go see the river. You can do all these things and you don't even need cash in your pocket to do it, which is wonderful. But I, I had some ideas and I just started jotting them down on paper and for a millennial, which I don't like to put myself in that box. Okay. That kind of makes me cringe a little bit, right? <laughs> but, but you know, everybody's got a title, right? For yeah. their generation. You are what you so, are. 
unfortunately I'm in that box of millennials and millennials unfortunately are killing retail because the brick and mortar, you know, they can't keep up with the Amazon and the online retail. So I like to go in and I I like to touch the things that I'm going to buy. I like to see it and touch it and feel it and know what it is before I buy it. Right. But a lot of people my age don't, they, they want to sit on their couch and click and ship and it's at their door tomorrow, which I get it because it's convenient. But it doesn't help the people who are, you know, local business owners or people that are living in our community trying to feed their families. So I just started jotting things down on paper and I eventually got several pages worth of ideas. So I'm like, who am I going to tell that would actually listen to me? You know, because <laughs> I, I, I'm just the stay-at-home mom. I mean, nobody is going to take what I have and and think it has any merit to it. You know. So my girlfriend, who is Ro Selvi, yep. she, I asked her. I said, Ro, you know, do you have anybody that would actually sit down with me and listen to these thoughts? I feel like. Maybe not all of them are winners, but I feel like I have a couple good ones in there, you know? And she said, oh, yeah. She goes, you need to go talk to Dan, Dan Reidenauer. And at at that time, I didn't know Dan. So I said, okay. I'm like, can you, you know, give me a phone number or an email or something? How do I, you know, how do I talk with them? She goes, give me a couple days. She goes, "I I will make this happen. So I'm like, okay. We ended up getting together a time where we could meet and my girlfriend Lindsay and I met Dan at a Panera Bread like I forget it was a weekday and we met him early in the morning like eight or nine in the morning and she had some ideas as well and she brought her papers and I brought mine and we met Dan for the first time at a Panera Bread you know right we got coffee with him and it was really casual and I mean just my first impression of Dan was, oh my gosh, he's so personable. Yeah. Like, he's so nice. He's so personable. I was nervous as heck. I'm like, is this guy just going to think I'm a total idiot? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what, I didn't know what to think. I was like, just nervous, you know, but he was nothing like what I thought he was going to be. And he completely exceeded every expectation I thought in my head going into it. He sat down, he took notes on what I had to say. He listened. I mean, he probably spent an hour and a half with us. Just just chatting, asking us questions, like, you know, what 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 our views were, you know, just just all sorts of things. We just I mean, we could have probably sat another hour and a half and chit chatted, but he had some other um meetings he had to get to with some other people in the community as well. But um he at the end of it, he ended up taking all my notes with him. He was like, "Would I be able to take these with? These are fantastic ideas." And I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot believe he even wanted those." Right. And I was just like, "This is wonderful." And and from that day, Dan has has kept in touch, and I have supported him. You know, now that he's running for mayor, I have just supported him one hundred percent. I just think Dan is. So fantastic. I can't even, I can't even stress that enough Sure. because everything that his 
flyers say about him is 100%. You know what I mean? Like if you meet Dan, you, you believe the words that are on his flyers. When it says that he's transparent, when it says that he's, he's approachable and that he's kind and that he's smart and that he has, you know, all these qualities. When you shake his hand and he looks you in the eye, you, you're like, oh, he is all these things. He doesn't care if you're wearing a suit or if you're wearing your pajamas. He treats you the same. Right. You don't get, you don't get a different Dan every time. You get the same Dan every time. And he's wonderful every single time, you sure. know? So that was an easy choice for me, you know, to, to get on his campaign team because I, I like a person that treats people with kindness. Right. You know, I, I think that's 100% a good quality in a person more than anything else is you need to be somebody that I can go up to and, and be able to talk to, yeah, you know, be and yourself. not be afraid. Yeah, yeah. And I don't need to be afraid that you're going to scream and yell at me or, you know, I don't, you need to be approachable. You yeah, know? absolutely. And that's, that is the number one thing I hear from people talking about Dan. Of course, Dan and I have talked several times and he's always been very approachable when it comes to talking with me. He's always been willing to sit down and answer questions and to chat. He's been on the show. We've talked behind the scenes and I just have always appreciated that he has been approachable. And I have made no secret about the fact that I have been supportive of Dan. I've been supportive of his run as mayor. I've been supportive of his time on council, and I've known of Dan before he was on the council when he was going to the meetings and speaking as a citizen. So I have been supportive of him, and I am currently supportive of his run for mayor of Muncie. And so we know Dan is a good guy. We know that he is a good candidate and that he surrounds himself with good people. Let me ask you this. Being that this is your first time working for a candidate, is it what you thought it would be? You know, I didn't know what to expect because when I first came into Muncie, I started following the campaign for Tony Skinner. Yep. I even had a t-shirt I'd wear around for him. I really wanted him to win. So I kind of dabbled like a little bit for him and I would like campaign a little bit on my page and stuff like that. But I didn't go as far as like, I wouldn't say as hard as I am for Dan. Now that I'm on Dan's campaign team, I don't know that I would be so lucky to have a team as wonderful as he has, but I I would hope that I would find another one like that, but you never know. Absolutely. I mean, the the cool thing about it, you know, Dan's team, we call ourselves the Riding Hour crew. You know, we have that hashtag. And, it's funny because when you become a part of the Riding Hour crew, it it is. It's like a family, and we all kind of have, like, the same type of values as Dan. Yep. You know, Dan, he's a Christian man. Yep, you know, absolutely. He, he kind of walks around, and he doesn't, like, come out and say, like, hi, Dan, I'm a Christian, you know, and, like, nothing like that. He doesn't introduce himself like that, you know, but his values almost just kind of seep out when yes. you meet him, you know, it's yep. just like, you just kind of know his people are kind of like that. And a lot of us, you know, we, we check in with each other and we pray for each other. We have like fellowship and we just, we're friends and we make sure we're all good and everybody's, you know, kind of taken care of. And it's, 
it's just an overall like wellness. Sure. You know, everybody it's not just like, okay, did we happen to get the mailers out today? Like it's not about that. Right. You know what it's, I mean? It's, it's beyond the it's beyond the campaign. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, so much more. It's so much more than that. Well that's good. That sounds good. Well let me ask you this. Moving around before you got to Muncie, were you registered to vote before you got to Muncie? Yes, I've always been registered to vote. Um, have you always voted? So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. I have always voted. I've, so I grew up like in a Christian household. Yeah. Uh, split, split sides though. One parent one way, one parent the other way as far as voting. Yep. And I wouldn't say it was always, like, necessarily a topic that was talked about a whole lot. It was kind of like, vote, you know, with your heart, how you want to vote. And so I would try to kind of stay out of politics. I didn't, honestly, my biggest thing is I didn't understand politics. Sure. So, like, from 18 till, gosh, probably 30 or so, I was like, I would watch it and I would just be like, I understand that there's Democrats, Republicans and Libertarians. I don't really understand much more other than that. Like (laughs) I I don't really get anything else other than that. So then when, and I know this is a touchy word, let's, let's put our earmuffs on if we need to. Okay. I'm going to say the T word. (laughs) Oh uh -oh. my gosh. Oh my God. Okay. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? Everyone. What's the procedure? So when Trump started running, I was like, man, this is getting a little crazy, you know, and I kind of started watching that. And then I just started getting more involved in what was going on. You know, I, I watched as Obama did his eight years, but I, I just kind of like was in autopilot, I guess. Yeah, right. And didn't, did, I didn't do much cause I was just kind of like, well, I don't really matter. What am I going to do? You know? Sure. But I will say that when the recession hit and I tried to sell my house and all of that, we kind of went through a whole big thing and it, it just kind of made me start thinking about some things. And I was like, you know, maybe I really, maybe it does matter. And I need to probably pay attention. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So I just kind of started like tuning in more. So I just, little bit by little bit would start paying attention a little bit more, starting learning a little bit more. And then I, I hopped on the Trump train. I really did. I know as crazy as that is, a lot of people don't like him. And I understand that I respect whatever view you have. I get that. Um, yeah. Right. I think that's what, I honestly think that's what makes America awesome is you can have whatever view you want to have. And I get it. I just think healthy, debate about it is what makes it yes good. i don't like civil discourse civil discourse yeah. and now sometimes that can get that can even get heated and and people can go away mad but it's the it's removing the personal attacks from it and it's from understanding listen i make no bones about the fact that i am not a fan of phil nichols or or things that dennis tyler's done now i can also look at it and say you know what phil nichols dennis tyler They've both been around a long time. You know, they were both firemen. Think how many lives they've touched and how many lives people they've saved done CPR on. Nobody is all good or all bad. Now, if somebody does something bad or if if they're stealing public funds or whatever they're doing in that situation, you should face whatever you deserve to face. But there's still a person in there. There's still a family. I can run them down and I can get heated and hot and carry on and go on about their public persona. 
But I have no problem going out and shaking their hand, smiling, being nice and polite. I can agree with you. I can disagree with you. And then we can stop talking about politics and go, you know, have dinner, have a beer, be, be cool, you know, walk around and talk about life. Because politics, is, although it's important, isn't real life. And that's where I think right, that people more. need to <laughs> separate that out a little bit and understand that. I think where everything went wrong is for so long people said, oh, you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics. And I'm thinking, right. no, that's exactly what's wrong. That's what's got everybody so sensitive and so worried. Those are the exact things that you do talk about. Right. And so, yeah, I absolutely agree with, uh, you know, your sentiment there as, as far as, you know, being able to have your opinion and allow others to have their opinion. And at the end of the day, it doesn't have to dictate your feelings about that person and it shouldn't dictate theirs about yours. Um, right. You know, it probably will. And you will meet people who won't like you because of this or that. And that happens and that's their deal. But right. as long as you are living the way you do, let me ask you this. So if Dan wins, I mean, of course, that would be great. I mean, do you want to continue on in working with other, of you know, other candidates? Do you ever foresee running for something yourself? I don't know. I mean, at this point, I just feel like I'm just taking things day by day. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, right? I would never say never, but I just feel like at this point, I am just broadening the horizons of what my knowledge is. Sure. So I would not be wise to just jump into like a city council seat or something like that right now. That would be that wouldn't be uh, fair to to anyone in Muncie. So I did that <laughs> right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing anyone a favor. But you know, if I if I felt confident enough, you know, that I could actually serve and do a good job, then yes, I would, I would maybe do that. But at this point in time, no, I do not feel confident that I would, I would, you know, serve as, as a good represent, representative. I will say though, that I have not only worked, you know, worked with Dan, but I've been trying to help out Brad Polk yep. for city council. Yep. I've been trying to help out, you know, Aaron Clark. We've got so many good people running at this point. We've got a handful that we actually have a mailer that's amazing right now. It shows everyone, the council district, you know, all the things. We've got Belinda Munson. We've got Ralph Smith. We've got Brandon Murphy, Scott Pollock, yep. Brad Polk, Aaron Clark, Troy Ingram, and Richard Ivey. And, and of course, my mayor, Dan Ragnar. <laughs> okay. So Absolutely. it's amazing because the whole mailer has literally every everything you need on it, and it even tells you the day that you go vote, November fifth. I mean, what more do you need, right? It yeah, has everything you need on there. Absolutely. So absolutely. That that's you know I I like that they put that out there because for somebody you know like me before I got into things like this I I was like who's my council person you know who who do I who do I contact for this or that? You know, like I, I wouldn't know where to start. So a mailer like that is amazing because it has a face. It has a name. It has what district they're in, who, you know, who, who I got to get a hold of. Yeah. So I, I like that, you know, it's just, it's well, thought, well thought out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And have you, now let me ask you this. Uh, everything you've said here pretty much has been pretty positive. Have you experienced anything negative as far as being 
uh, a, a citizen in in a Muncie's a large city, but it's still small enough that you run into a lot of the same people and uh, you see a lot of the same people places, you know. So it's it's got a little bit of that small town vibe. Have you had any negativity? Uh, thrown your way because maybe you're wearing your candidate's shirt or being involved or or because of what side you are apparently on at this point? Actually, no. I have my Dan shirt on like 24-7. I either have my hat on, my shirt on, or my car is like got my magnets. I have yep. something Dan on 24-7 and everyone's probably sick and tired of seeing it. But <laughs> at this point, I've got something that is you know, got Dan's name on it all the time. My daughter's got something on, I mean, we've, we just walk around like a billboard. Yeah. And the funny thing is even at the fair, I had a lady that stopped me because she liked my daughter's cowboy hat. Oh yeah. She's a cutie by the way, your daughter. Thank you. Everybody just gets a kick out of her. We call her party penny. She just, she can't miss out, you know? So she stopped me and she said, can I just take a picture of your daughter? She is so cute. And I said, oh, sure. You know, no problem. And she said, well, you know, I'm working with Terry Whit Bailey. And I said, oh, okay. And she said, but I got to tell you, I think that both candidates are really working well together. They're not, they're not fighting. They're running like clean campaigns, basically. Yes, you know? absolutely. And she goes, and honestly, as much as I want Terry to win, she goes, I, I really wouldn't be upset if Dan won. She goes, I think either way it would be fine. And I was, I just, I didn't have a whole lot to say about it. I was just like, okay, you know, <laughs> I, yes. I hadn't really had anybody say a whole lot from the other side to me. And I just thought, even that really wasn't a negative comment, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, and that's exactly, and that's that's the thing I want to point out. For as dirty and corrupt as, as quote-unquote Muncie has been throughout the years, and, and politics just in general has really taken really nasty turn, one of the things that I try to promote is the fact that politics on the local level, while, yes, there are times that what generally happens, it's not the campaigns. It's not the campaigns. It's the supporters. So it's it's not the candidate versus candidate that is nasty. And it's not necessarily the campaign team and the campaign teams that are nasty. It's the person sitting behind the keyboard at home that supports you know, candidate A versus candidate B that starts to sling the mud and starts to do the dirt. Now, that starts to happen. But really... That's uh, my whole thing is trying to get more citizens involved where they're at, whether that be in my community in Winchester or that's in Indianapolis or Muncie, or if you're living listening to this in in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, or Clearwater, Florida, or wherever you're listening to this at, um, because I'm starting to pick up listeners from all over the United States that you can get involved and that politics on the local level is not what you're seeing on TV. It's not. Uh, whether you support or or not tr- Trump or P- Nancy Pelosi and, and all of the what you're seeing on the national level, it is not that heated, that vitriolic. It's not. It's not like that. It's. It is a lot less crazy for the biggest reason being that politics on the local level is not dictating the same crap that you're dealing with on the national level. I'm a political junkie all the way around. I follow the national information just as much as I do what happens in Winchester and Muncie and and everywhere else. 
I just right. happened to talk about this because I think it's at this point it's very important to me to try to get people. You know, we're not very much different in age. I, I'm a couple of years older than you, but people, I, I, and, and I, I'm kind of a freak of nature. I mean, I've literally been involved with politics since I've been eight years old. I have an understanding because I have a brother that's 34 who didn't care about this until he got a house with a mortgage when he was paying bills. You know, then he starts, I, and right. I knew that would happen. It's funny how that happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's amazing how, when, you know, and that's what, what happens. So it's, you know, I don't think you were out of the norm, not really getting too involved before you got to where you settled down. But now you, where you're like, okay, this is where we're going to be. And this is what happens. You know, you came into this at about the time that most people do. And that's what I like to see, and that's what I like to hear, and it's my goal and the goal of this show, Perception is Reality, to get people involved and caring about what's going on in their community, wherever their community is at, and getting people to take responsibility for their area of the world and trying to do what you can to make it the best for yourself and for your family and for the future. And so I, I think that you guys are really doing that. And I think it's great. And we just need to keep pushing together and getting more people out here doing this and more people getting engaged and getting involved and working on campaigns and going to meetings and asking questions and listening to shows like this and starting their own show if they're so inclined and really just getting the message out. It's really our time to start taking over the reins of leadership and you know it's it's in our hands now and that's what we really need to do so i want to thank you for being on the show with us today and taking time out of your busy schedule i just want to ask you before we go is there anything else that you would like to say or anything of your candidates that you'd like to plug before we let you go so dan has a couple of events that are coming up that i would just like to plug in if that would be okay yeah more than fine Okay, so he has two Dream with Dan events that are coming in. Okay. Um, one is July 30th at Pizza King. Starts at 6 p.m. Which Pizza King? Could be at 2425 South Macedonia Ave in Muncie. Okay, yep. The other one is August 1st at 6 p.m. Senior Center. Okay. 2517 West Eighth Street in Muncie. That's Forest Park Senior Center. And then he also has his golf outing coming up on August third at the Players Club at the Woodland Trails. Also, the next thing I have that's coming up is Brad Polk has Putt Putt with Polk coming up on August sixth at six thirty at thirty five oh seven North Briarwood yep. Lane in Muncie. Okay. So those are the ones that I have uh, that I know of that are coming up you know, within the next couple of weeks or a couple of days. At least. Sure. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate you coming on with us and talking and, and uh, it's something that I've, I've definitely noticed your uh, passion uh, for this. And, uh, you know, I, I do want to so- tell everybody, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or you're Democrat. The thing is to get involved to get a cause, to understand what's at, at at stake, and to pick a team. You know, you you gotta have it. You gotta have a team, and uh, get involved one way or another. And and some, you know, you'll. I, I hey, listen. I've also 
campaigned for a lot of people and helped get people in office that then after fact I've thought, uh-oh, <laughs> I made a mistake. And that's also part of it too, and that will happen as well. And when you right. do that, you know, you you own that and then you you move on. I mean, politics is, you know, the only person that you can ever ever truly know how someone's going to act and the way they they will function is I guess yourself and sometimes you're not even really sure of that until it happens but it's important to be involved it's important to get a cause and to get active like you and so many others I've talked to recently have so thank you very much for coming on and I want to say to anybody out there listening anybody working for a campaign anybody on Terry Whit Bailey's side or any other candidate you are all always welcome My door is always open. The microphone is always yours, and you are welcome here anytime. I give the same opportunities to each and every person that wants to come on to the show. I do want to tell you, Mari, that you are welcome anytime to come on to the show, anytime you have something to add. If you have an event or a fundraiser for Dan or for anybody else, you are always welcome. It might be interesting to uh, touch base with you once we get closer to the election or maybe on election day. I imagine you'll be out working the polls and uh, maybe maybe get a quick word from you then. Yes. Um, actually, you can even come check in with me at the polls if you want. Well, very good. I just want to say we've been talking to Mari Streetman, who is a Muncie citizen and a campaign member working for Republican Dan Reidenauer for Mayor of Muncie. I want to thank you for coming on and talking with us today and giving us a little bit of insight into you and insight to working on a local politician's campaign. And I want to thank you for your uh, uh, openness and talking with us. And uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day and have a a wonderful campaign. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch base with you a little bit later on. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate it. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. All right. Well, that's the episode. Episode 24 is in the can. Perception is reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Another great episode. I want to thank our special guest, Mari Streetman, for coming on and giving us her story, letting me talk with her, and give you the example to follow. You know, you don't have to be as engaged as she is or as engaged as I am, but just do something. Her story came about because she had some thoughts and ideas that she jotted down on paper that she wanted to get to somebody. And after a few phone calls and messages, she started talking to a council member who happened to be running for mayor, and she liked what she heard, and he must have liked what he heard, and now her and her family are on his election team. You don't have to do that. But don't do nothing. Get up, get involved, get active, because nobody is coming to save us. We're it. You, me, we, it is us. And we can either decide to let it be as bad as it's always been, or we can make it better. We can better our local government through our citizen involvement, but we have to decide to do it. And one way that we can do that is by spreading this message, getting this show and the other shows out. Let your friends, family, and the world know that you listen to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Tell people to listen to the show. 
Tell them to go to perception.fireside.fm and listen to the podcast. It's about being engaged in your community, whether that's Indiana or Kentucky or California or Oregon. You can make your community better. Remember, we're trying to better local government through citizen involvement, and it takes each and every one of us to be involved to do just that. For all of us here at Perception is Reality, I want to say thanks for listening, be safe, take care of one another, God bless, and we'll be looking forward to talking to you real soon. Perception, perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.